Vegas Pro 19 is out and ready to wow us. I talked with Gary Rebholtz, product owner of Magic's Vegas Creative Software, and Sumit Rai, the chief product officer on the Vegas Creative Software team. We took a deep dive into all the new features, well, most of them anyway, including cloud-based media management, collaboration using their hub, royalty-free stock footage, tutorials, and music available directly in your NLE, captioning, scene detection, black magic raw, time code tagging, notes, color tools, text-to-speech. That's one of my favorite text-to-speech in many languages, and we demo it on this interview, and so much more. Please don't forget to rate us, subscribe, and leave a review. You can listen to our show on any of your favorite podcatchers, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, etc. Thanks to OWC for sponsoring these conversations, and then a big thank you to all our fans out there. We appreciate you. Stand by, Vegas Pro 19, Coming right up. It's time for OWC Radio. Tech Talk with Creatives. Conversations with host Serena Catania. Can you tell us for the people in around the world who are listening or will be listening... Um, what is Vegas Pro for those who don't use it? A lot of people do use it, and they're very loyal. Because people, once they start on Vegas Pro, they're very, very loyal. But for those who don't know what it is, can you um, tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Um, Vegas Pro started out its life, um, surprisingly enough, as a, a digital audio workstation. Um, the first version of Vegas Pro didn't um, feature any video editing at all. It was strictly a multi-track recording, editing, and mixing um, for audio. And um, that grew out of, uh, at the time, the, the, the company that invented the software um, was an audio company. And so it grew out of the customers from, of that company wanting a multi-track audio tool. Well, what they didn't know um, is that from the very beginning, while we were creating this multi-track um, audio tool, we were building in video editing tools um, under, under the hood. And it really took a, we, we took an approach of editing video like an audio editor would edit audio. And that made Vegas quite, uh, quite different than anything else on the market. Um, the second version of Vegas Pro introduced video um, editing tools but it also introduced compositing tools um, and it also included at the time extremely uh, robust i should say extremely robust for the time encoding and transcoding tools all of that stuff built right in uh, and is, is still there and we've we've just grown it uh, grown it from there now the the video editing aspect of the software is what really uh, caught fire and took off. Um, we do still have a lot of users that, that use just the audio tools in it for recording and mixing audio, but the video editing tools um, are what has really driven the product for the last, um, well, 10, 15 years or more, 20 years. You know, I had this conversation yesterday with somebody that um, even if you work primarily in audio, your business is primary, primarily audio related, you still have to involve yourself in video because how are you going to market yourself on a global level without using video i think there was a statistic i read i don't know maybe a year ago that said that 75 percent of the american businesses were planning on spending a large portion of their marketing budget on video so you well, know and, we're and there. That's, that's just the thing what we what we recognized at the time way back um you know late 90s uh <laughs> previous century uh is oh, that no, don't say it like that <laughs> oh come on you could have... now i'm feeling really old okay <laughs> well we were just previous baby... century <laughs> we were just babies back then <laughs> but what we realized is that the that our customers that were audio-based customers were quickly developing an interest in making music videos and so one of the original ideas of vegas pro was well if they're going to do their audio recording and mixing and so forth 
in our tool, why shouldn't they just be able to also throw their video on there and create a video for their songs? And that was one of the kernels of the idea of putting video in. And you're exactly right that from that it's grown. Well, now it's not just musicians who need video. It's everybody who needs video because you're going to have your YouTube channel or you're going to have your Instagram channel or your TikTok or whatever it is. Uh, and for your social media presence, you have to have video. And so it was a, it was a, a, a very uh, forward looking decision at the time, which nobody necessarily knew we were making at the time, but it really uh, ended up to be a fortuitous decision. It's really grown from there. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you have a loyal following. So let's jump into the new features. Um, what is this version number called, first of all? <laughs> Do well, we have a version I, number? What are we calling I, it? <laughs> it, it, it is, the current version is Vegas Pro 19, and I think okay. I'm going to hand it over to you, Summit, to talk first about some of the um, the hub-related uh, features that we have in there, because that's really a major pivot point for us in this version, and uh, Summit is a... Is a uh, the, the driving force behind that hub presence. And I think you're perfect to talk about that first. And Summit, actually, you're fairly new to the company because you, I don't believe you and Gary were working together when I interviewed him the last time. How did you guys meet? And then we're going to get back into the hub. But how did you, how did you meet? How did all this come about? Because it seems like uh, you're doing some great things together. Yeah, so my my background before this was working in really in streaming, in video streaming, so enterprise content management. So large organization hosting thousands of videos across their estate and then distributing them internally out to clients and so on and so forth. And I've been doing that from before YouTube was a thing, before Netflix was a thing. And there you go, making me feel old again. <laughs> Stop. And, <laughs> Stop. And, and what I was really sort of, you know, it was obvious that the whole distribution had moved on to IP, but production was still very, very traditional. I mean, it hasn't moved a huge amount. So we moved from tape to solid state. That's, that's definitely happened. But realistically, the editing tools aren't dissimilar to what they were in the past, but the people who are using them are different. And what was really obvious to us was that, yeah, you've got the Hollywood market and, you know, the high-end television market, and you have people who use video for the wedding photographers. You know, that, that that's that world, and that hasn't changed a huge amount. But what has changed is this unbelievable explosion in people who are creating content and then distributing it themselves. And that's the YouTube world. It's the, it's the TikTok world at the, at the simplest end. It's Vimeo. It's organizations as well. It's not just end users. It's the fact that how many companies have become content creators in their own right as part of their marketing story, as part of their product story. And so we know that the users are changing. And because those users are changing, the way they create content is different. They don't have the same luxuries that the high-end world has. No. And they have maybe contribution of content coming from all over the world. They're not out shooting every single piece. Part of the reason why the stock footage market has exploded is because people need, there's just a lot more demand for people to get hold of stuff, as an example. So when I came into Magic, so for me it was a, it was a dream. I've worked in production to some extent all my life and uh, I've, I've, I was never a huge Vegas user myself, but I, but I, you know, had a lot of respect for the platform. I've seen how it's grown over the years. And there's something to be said, if a platform stays, you know, with a huge active user group for a long period of time, there's something about that platform that makes sense. And the best opportunities that Vegas had is, is able to be more nimble potentially than some of the other players. And so when Gary and I came together, we sat down at right at the beginning and we were like, okay, what do we do well? What do people love about what we do? But where is it, where's the market going and what do we need to do to make what we create valid for the industry that is actually already here, but the one that is really growing. Right. So Hollywood and television, yeah, it gets bigger every year, but nothing like the percentage of growth within the content creators market. I agree. Within I the totally agree. individual users, whether it's people 
who are doing a YouTube channel promoting their own little business or whether it's people whose actual YouTube channel is their business. And what we're seeing is, and what's so lovely about it is it's democratizing the, con- you know, the, the uh, accessibility to create content because there are people with channels that would never have been commissioned by a news network or by a television network. And all of a sudden it turns out that they're really popular. <clears throat> Most of the financial services news is moving away from the big channels and it's moving towards even YouTubers. Yeah. The niche interests market, the maker market is a market that's grown out of nowhere that would never have been given the airtime on traditional television. But it turns out there's a whole bunch of people who love it. And there's no bigger industry that's grown up in the last five years than esports and let's play and people actually producing entertainment and anybody who doesn't realize that the biggest broadcasters out there now the people with the most viewings are the pewdiepies that is the joe rogan online where it doesn't have to be attached to a a, a television network it, it, it internet delivery can be and will be a way bigger thing in the future yeah it is i mean we're starting to get our screeners now and I was going through them this morning, and most of them are from Netflix and Amazon. There's some from Warner Brothers and some from Independence, but the large majority um, of the CDs that are coming in, or the DVDs, rather, that are coming in are from the streamers. And then, of course, you get your package with your code, and you can go in. It just seems like everything's changing. But, but Gary, you were asking Summit to address the hub. What did you mean by that? Can we get back to that? Sure. So again, when we sat down and we said, okay, what is it that people are missing in what we provide today? And there were a couple of things. One is that we wanted to provide people with immediate access to online resources that they didn't have to go hunt for. So one of the first things we did was as part of Vegas Hub, which is a section within Vegas Pro, we added stock content for our subscription customers. So we provide over a million uh, videos and nearly a million audio tracks. And that's just instantly accessible. They're fully licensed. You can use them in anything you want, distribute that over the internet, distribute it in a cinema or in a film uh, in perpetuity with no fear of repercussions for the usage, et cetera. So and we that like, comes okay, with your Vegas Pro license or is that- It does with a subscription, with any of our subscription, subscription licenses. Okay. So that was the, the, the first thing we said, okay, this makes sense. The second thing we thought, which is just a really simple uh, usage, but it's something which is going to grow to be bigger, is that what about if we helped people get content from the various devices that they have into the edit suite quickly? And we all know the story. You put a hard drive in the post or you send something with WeTransfer. Or if you have something on your phone, it's remarkably hard to get it onto the edit suite. So we built something that called Vegas um, Hub, initially was really about the file, the management of those of the file sharing. And we said, okay, let's start with mobile. So we built a mobile application and that application allows you to literally just upload anything that's on your phone. It's already, you're signed in already to your Vegas user account. And then immediately from within Vegas that all of those assets are available. And wow. just that simple step, and, and they're more importantly, they're available in the native file format, the camera captured, the, the, your mobile device captured. And that sounds silly. It's just that almost all methods of getting a video off your phone ends up transcoding and degrading yes. that video. So now you have perfect HEVC captured straight out of an iPhone or, you know, a high-end high MP4 captured out of an Android device, and it's straight into your timeline. So you're getting the full frame rate, the full resolution, the full fat. Uh, files and really, really easily. And that's the beginning of our play where we're currently working on something called File Drop, where I could send you a link. So if you, you've got to get some assets over to me, you could say, okay, well, I put a hard drive in the post or I send you a thumb drive or we use WeTransfer or we use something else. But actually, I can just issue you a, a link. You can go straight to that link, upload your files. Thank you very much. I get a notification. They're immediately available within my project. So it's a great thing as we begin to work more with freelancers, as we begin to work more with people around the world. So we've been using this between Gary and I to transfer media around because, you know, he's over in Wisconsin. I'm in London. We're working on little productions together, just just as the day-to-day of our business, you know, how to videos and internal videos to the staff and things like this. And it's like, well, actually, it's really easy now for us to transfer media to each other. Hmm. 
And we're going to grow that and expand that. And the future for Vegas Hub is that we can collaborate more in real time together. We can work in a work group. And it's not that other editing products don't have work group tools, but they're really designed for lands and they're designed for large production companies. But actually, what about those content creators who are just working with two or three other people or four people? And those people are all over the place. So that was really a big part of what drove Vegas Hub. We added the content. We added the file sharing. We're now uh, putting out just tips and tricks. We're putting out so a video content within that same place. So you can go there as a knowledge tool. We've got giveaways, which we're putting in there, LUTs or, or other things which people can use in their projects. We're just working on example projects. We've got a, a beautiful project built by one of our really high-end users who we're able to now use as an example project. And we'll be adding more and more of those. So people can actually download the whole project, the whole timeline, see what it is that a professional did to grade something or what effects they use, how they use them, because that's a great learning tool for all the new users who are joining. You know, there are more video, more video, more people became video editors or use video editing software in the last month than probably at all point in time up until the year 2000. You know, it's, it's just, it's clearly growing at such a big rate. And where do they learn? Well, of course, they're learning from YouTube, but if we can help them with the assets and right. make that journey easier, then let's do that. So Vegas Hub for us is Vegas's, it, it, it's a part of Vegas within the software, straight within the user interface that immediately gives you access to stuff that's hosted elsewhere, whether that's part of your day-to-day -day workflow or it's stuff that we can give you to make your journey easier. So Gary, make me feel better about the cloud. How's this working with the cloud? So uh, you're sending each other links. I'm assuming that you have a repository for the projects, the Vegas Pro projects in the cloud, um, and you transfer the media there. Um, how's the pipeline working? Because that's always what I, what I worry about, about these big files. Yeah, if I, if I can grab that question, because that's it's more of my side. Um, that's your baby. <laughs> it is, yeah. There's a number of things we've done. We, 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 we've backed all the infrastructure onto Microsoft Azure. So we're really confident that the storage of it, the security around it, and the availability of it is is absolutely top-notch. And, and, you know, in the in the time that we've been running it so far, but also from my own personal experience running it, this organization like this for 12 years, we're confident that that's there is robust and it works incredibly well. In terms of file transfer, I think the story has changed so much in the last 10 years and even more in the last 20 years where, you know, I sit on a gigabit connection in my house. A lot of people are moving more towards that. And there's one thing we can be sure of is that it's only going to get faster. It's not going backwards mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. It's only going to get faster. We are exploring different technologies that allow file transfer to work faster. And that is important because the traditional file transfer is, is obviously quite, there's a lot of overhead involved in it. And there are some techniques that we can uh, begin to utilize that will make the file transfer happen faster. It is still a problem for an uncompressed 4K, 444, you know, high-end raw file. It, it, it isn't necessarily the right workflow. Um, but certainly for people who are shooting on anything that's, long cop compressed anything that's an mp4 based content it's it's really not that but yeah it takes even if it it sounds horrendous oh it's going to take 20 hours to upload <clears throat> all the rushes and the project well guess what a courier is going to take three days so you know it's not a big deal absolutely so how much storage is included with the subscription so we have uh, the other thing that we did with vegas 19 which was other than the repositioning of our product to support creators we reduced 13 different products used down to three, edit, pro, and post. Edit is totally focused at the content creator. It's the the YouTube YouTuber, it's the entry into our uh, the Vegas world. It's for gamers, it's for streamers, it's for people like that. Vegas Pro is more for the professional documentary maker or people who are, let's say, monetizing their actual production. It comes with Primat from Boris, so you're getting, you know, Academy-nominated Chroma Key, which is... We, we know that for a lot of our users has become a big thing. Again, it goes in phases, but Chroma Key's back in fashion for sure. And it comes with our streaming tool, Vegas Stream, that we partnered with New Blue for. 
and the Vegas Post comes with our uh, image editing and effects uh, and and sort of motion graphics product. And Pro and Post also come with Soundforge, which is from our parent company, Magics. It's a wonderful tool to repair audio. And when you have a subscription, you can buy each of those three SKUs either in as a perpetual one-off license or you can subscribe to them. And when you subscribe to them, that's when you get Vegas Hub. And what we've done with the storage is it starts at 20 gigabytes for the edit user, it's 50 for the pro user and 100 for the post user. And we will be releasing upgrades so you can purchase more into that. So if you buy a perpetual license, do you get all of the upgrades to the, you know, the, the program in perpetual? Just within the life, just, just within the lifespan of Vegas 19. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's and you do get and sorry to be clear, even the perpetual user does get access to some of the giveaways. It, Vegas Hub is accessible to them, but not the stock content. Right. Not another tool that we've we've added in Vegas content, which is uh, speech synthesis. So you can upload text, and it will synthesize the audio for you, which is really powerful for people, especially when they're using translations, because we have a multi-language version of that. So it will take your written English or any written language, and it will translate it not only to another language, but then voice it in that language, which is really powerful for people who are working in multiple territories. You know, so are that. you talking about using it specifically for voiceovers or for actual text-based editing off those transcripts? No, it's for it's for voiceovers. So okay. it's another That's feature awesome. of, yeah, it's a really powerful feature of Vegas Hub. It's gone down really well. And it's we, we, we test it with a lot of people. A lot of people cannot tell it's synthesized audio. Yeah, it's getting better, isn't it? We've been mm. playing around a little bit with it here. But I like the idea that I could write something and have someone voice it in French or German or Japanese or you know, depending on where we're sending the, uh, the information. How does Vegas Pro handle captioning? I've been working with the deaf community a lot lately, and this is a little off topic, but I'm wondering how captioning works. Uh, using Vegas Pro. Gary, you know that better than I do. Yeah, the software has um, has a full suite of um, captioning tools, closed captioning tools. Uh, without going into a whole lot of technical detail, it's essentially as simple as adding a marker to your timeline and then entering the text that you want to appear mm -hmm. as a closed caption. Mm -hmm. um, fully supporting 608 and 608 uplift to 708 at, at this point. Awesome. Um, there's also any variety of uh, subtitling, you know, using just regular text that you could do. And um, the, the closed captioning tools are fully editable. Uh, you know, you can import, export, do everything you need to, to do to them. Uh, you can mm -hmm. change captions into subtitles or mm -hmm. so forth. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a, actually a very robust uh, captioning uh, tool set in there. That's awesome. Wow, there's so much stuff here. I don't even know. I don't even know what to actually ask you next. <laughs> well, so. then, then <laughs> let me let me um, let me follow up on a couple of things that Summit said, just so you have kind of a full understanding of yeah, thank you. the hub stuff. He spent a lot of time talking about the hub and what happens up there in the cloud. But the other thing that's critical to to understand that Summit mentioned a couple of times, but kind of rolled past, let me talk about a little bit more, that all of this stuff that's going on up in the hub is fully integrated in your local, uh, your local, uh, Vegas Pro client, right, on, mm -hmm. on your desktop. Mm -hmm. We've added two new windows to Vegas Pro. One of them is called the Vegas Hub window, which is essentially a portal to your Vegas Hub that, that includes all the, the giveaway content, the Vegas content, downloadable stock footage, the mobile upload access, you know, all, all that stuff is available right through the Vegas Hub window. When you download all that stuff, so let's let's take the workflow that Summit talked about where I've got my, my you know, my mobile device and I've shot some video. I use the mobile app to send it up to the Hub. Well, instead of going through a whole bunch of crazy machinations to try to get it down from the Hub, then onto my machine, then into my software, I just open another window in Vegas Pro that we've created called the, um, um, the Vegas Hub Explorer window. 
and that's just a direct line and like like a Windows Explorer into the files that I have on my hub. I can go look at them right on my without ever leaving my project. Look at what's up in my hub. Say yeah, that's the one I want. I can check quickly to see if I've ever downloaded it and have it locally. If I haven't, I download it. Once it's downloaded, I put it straight into my timeline. So really, it's such a seamless workflow when you've got something up in your hub space. You never leave Vegas Pro to deal with it. You just go get it, and and it's just like it was on your your local drive all along. And so that's a really key component, and that's sort of where where Summit's kind of cloud vision and and big vision of where that's all going meets my more boots on the ground. How does the user actually access this cool stuff that's up there? Awesome. And that's where I work with my local dev team. Well, I, sh- I say local there. Of course, now we're all remote and they're spread all over the place. But my Vegas Pro dev team, um, that's where we figure out how do we hook into that hub stuff that's that's up there in the cloud. And um, it, it's really a nice and seamless uh, integration. And, you know, it kind of kind of, oh, well, we, we, we started with just this mobile thing where you can upload. It turns out oddly enough that that is such a huge accomplishment because the pain of taking a video from your phone to your timeline is something every editor knows and is frustrated by and we've literally taken the pain completely out of that process you push a button on your mobile it goes up you go to your vegas hub explorer window in vegas pro you look at it you bring it down you're it's on your timeline and you're and you're going it's just a no hassle really easy workflow and so that's what makes it file yeah exactly and that's what makes it the full round trip and that's what's kind of cool about um having Summit come on board a little over a year ago now is he has this great understanding of how that all works up in the cloud. And I have a pretty good understanding of how it all works locally within, within the Vegas pro app because of my connection with over the years with Vegas pro and my uh, working so closely with the dev team and together we've had (laughs) many conversations. Well, how do we bring those things together? And we've, we've, if I do say so myself, we've done a really nice job of making that whole workflow seamless and painless. So this is almost a one-stop shop. You've gotten rid of a lot of the third-party apps with all these integrations you've built in here with your partners. I mean, you have um, you've got audio, you've got effects, you've got your imaging, you've got streaming. I mean. Um, this is pretty cool. There's a mobile app too, which you were just talking about. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, that's the, that's the, there's really not a a lot to it. I mean, it's, it's as easy as you open the mobile app, you say, I want to upload a file. It takes you to a, a, a browser where you point to the file that you shot on your phone. You say, that's the file I want. You mark it, you push an upload button and, and you're done with the mobile app. That's all there is to it. Um, once you've uploaded it, then the rest happens in Vegas Pro timeline and, and the Vegas Pro Hub Explorer window. So it, it doesn't sound like much because there's really not that much to the mobile app. It's just a beautiful way of getting your, your footage from the, the mobile device up to the cloud where you can then drag it down. I'm happy um, with that. <laughs> and so that's what I'm, I'm saying. not a friend that, of AirDrop. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm saying is that it... it when you describe it, it seems like, oh, there's, you know, when you first look at the app, it's like, oh, there's not much to it. Well, there's not much that you have to learn, but there's a whole lot to it. Just the fact that you can pull it up off your phone straight up there and straight back down, that's mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing, and I, I haven't seen the app yet, so I don't know exactly how it works. I would love to see better naming conventions between what's on your phone and what ends up in the timeline. The way your phone names files for an editor, for a producer, for a story editor, it's really confusing. They have to all be renamed at the finder level. It would be kind of nice if those phones would let you put them into an album and do a batch rename before you even load it up. Anyway, that is a, that's a feature request. <laughs> or even just adding metadata yes. on, the, on, the, on the fly is another one that we've been looking at is how do yeah. we yeah. you know part of this whole hub thing is 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 of course media management and how do we start to manage not only the files in your current project but how do you then 
have access to everything uh, on an ongoing basis. Exactly. And that's another thing which obviously traditionally metadata has been very functional. It's been the real number and the tape number and the day and the camera and maybe some technical. But actually with what we're working on now in the same way as speech speech synthesis is the other way around, being able to actually at least convert any of the audio in the videos to a track that could be searched and so on and so forth, giving you just a lot more uh, clarity around, you know, finding bits in content and things like that. And your media in the cloud defaults to the high-res original version, right? Because I know in, and I found this out the hard way, it never occurred to me that the Apple iCloud would require you to tell them when you download each file that you want it at the original resolution, otherwise it compresses it. Right, and that, that's a, a one thing that was really important to us. Is we've almost made the assumption the other way around. I think all, and it's not just Apple iCloud. I think Dropbox does it, and everyone else does yeah, they it. All they do. transcode on the way to to make your life easier. And we can understand that if you're just transferring a a, a little video that you you shot of your new car to send to twenty friends. We can all understand that. But in the case of us and what we're doing is we're in the production game, which means that you know quality is. Is, is, is paramount. And so for us, it's almost the other way around. We, we insist that it takes the native files and works with them. And of course, once it's on the timeline and you export your project, that's when it gets crushed down for delivery over the internet or wherever. But right. up until that point, we like to keep the workflow at, at, at full, full res all the way through. That's good news. At the same so, time, there's a lot of, there are a lot of uh, cases where, I mean, there's, there's, good reason why everybody's trying to compress your footage for you right so you can use it properly uh, or not properly but use it um, move it around and so forth efficiently yeah but there so there is a piece that is to be said for a smaller file size a compressed file and what we do is once you've got it down the full res version that you've got it down then vegas gives you the option to work with that in full res or create proxy files work at it as lower resolution and then swap back out later so you've got a complete proxy workflow there's actually a couple of different ways you can do a proxy workflows um, and for files that are over 4k uh, we we do some intelligent proxying for you so that you don't have to make those decisions. Um, so, so it's a, a, exactly right. We wanted to maintain full res the whole way, but there are times when you may need to um, work temporarily with a lower resolution proxy file, and we make that very easy for you as well. That's nice. At least the metadata will match. You'll be able to yeah. find things and, and go right back to your full res when you need it. Um, exactly. I just like the idea of controlling the resolution myself. I like to know what I have and where it goes, and I don't want a cloud application automatically compressing something and then it'd be a surprise. And the first time it happened to me, I, I did something, I was in a hurry, and I downloaded some media, and I went, oh, it's downloaded. I'm trying to clear out that cloud account. Deleted the media that was in the cloud and then realized yep. that it had been compressed and there I was stuck. Yep. So obviously um, I have to follow my own advice and luckily I did have <laughs> redundant copies on a hard drive somewhere else. So I was okay, but I found that a little bit shocking. So this is all really great news. I love the, the idea that you have all of this stock um, is it video or images as well? Stills and video? It's video and audio. Video and audio, that's wonderful. Yep. So, uh, like audio effects or... And, uh, and music. And music, wow, that's yep. really nice. So this is Vegas Hub within within Vegas. In terms of Vegas content, it really is as simple as me going here and, I mean, give me something that we need to add to your next video. Give me a mm -hmm. search. Mm -hmm. What would you like? What should we look um, for? Search for, what do we got there? Search for... Um, music orchestral music so these are all the video files i've got 500 that i could say all right well maybe this is useful as a video piece i'll, I'll come right. to the audio bit in a second and we say okay that's nice i like that i'm going to take the uh the video from there so 
That's cool. Ooh, you're inspiring you. me. I'm thinking about an, an introduction to a video I'm working on now. <laughs> okay. And then I can do the same for here. So yeah. I could go into my categories, for example, and I could say, okay, well, let's go with orchestral. There we go. There's a yeah, whole there genre go. of 4,000. But you can preview as many of them as you want. And it, it's, it's great. The selection is huge. I mean, 4,000. And of course, we can, we can say, you know what? We want something fast, right? Let's go 135 BPM. So we go. Nice. And I say, well, look, that's that's interesting. I'll use that MP3. And it's visual. It's thumbnails. It's not just a list yeah. of names, which is very helpful because we're all visual. You know, if you edit, you're a visual person by nature. And that's Absolutely. very helpful. It can be either. We, you can also sort it as a list. Right. If you work that way. Well, you guys have really put some good thought into this. So now I've got my video piece, which I, you know, downloaded. And I've got my audio that I've that's conveniently fitting very nicely into the video piece. But of course, you know, Vegas is, 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 is obviously very fully featured. And we can do a whole bunch more. And one of the things that we've uh, done before, as you know, is we've, we, we, we bundled with a lot of other products. So we could very easily have you know a piece of content that we've also got out of our library from here we support as i think i mentioned before things like professional chroma key with boris so that works as well and you get the whole regular plugins and effects and open effects and all the sorts of tools that you would ever need to build a complicated timeline but at the same time you've got access in Vegas Hub to all of these resources that you need. So you have, for example, the how-tos, you know, a library full of how to do things. I really like the fact that you can go from the Hub, let's see, I'm seeing Vegas content, what's new, giveaways, how-tos, expansion packs, community, my profile, and then upgrade if you want to do that. And the, this is great. So now you're saying that the music that you have here is licensed for broadcast in, broadcast is it in perpetuity? In perpetuity forever. As long and as it comes with your license for Vegas Pro. And you, yeah. Uh, yeah, and even if you stop your license, you know, you, you still have the rights right. to use That's that forever. That's good to know because at that point you can't change it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be, you know, and that has happened to people, however, who sure. have not negotiated the proper rights ahead of time and then they've cut the piece and they've sold it and the attorneys on the other side find out they don't have all worldwide rights in perpetuity and it becomes a big problem. Gary, when we talked, what, a year ago now or has it been longer yeah, than it's, that? it's been a little longer than a year i believe yeah well the reason i'm saying that is i'm looking at all of this and i'm thinking this is a lot of work in a fairly short uh amount of time yeah um we 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 did have some of the structure of this stuff in place um even before summit uh, joined us um but it was all kind of back-end stuff and it was all kind of you know an idea that hadn't been fully formed summit came on and really put some concrete um thought into what should happen next all the stuff that you're seeing there on the screen is all stuff that that summit has developed um in conjunction with the with the the team that works the hub since he's been here so there was a lot of back-end stuff that was already sort of in place he put the front-end stuff on it and um really put a direction to it uh, and then, like I said, my team of developers then put the local pieces together. So, I, I mean, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to undersell the, the, <laughs> the amount of work that went into this. It, it is a lot of work to have accomplished in, in a year. Um, and we're very yeah, proud of it that. Is. It is. And I think just one more thing which would be worth sharing is that let's say we went for, um, oh, let's take your, uh, your, uh, your, or about us that's that's here this is where the real power again of vegas hub and one of the features that's in it which is the text-to-speech um component so if i put that in there we'll just remove the bracketed and i picked this my favorite one is the uk sonia and i hit for example insert here 
what it would do is go off and synthesize that. And now, and I'm just going to reduce the audio a little bit so we can we can hear the the voiceover. But now you get this. Otherworld Computing, founded in 1988, is dedicated to helping Mac and PC enthusiasts do more and reach higher. We create and deliver the best storage, connectivity. And so that's pretty good, right? That's wonderful. And the nice thing about it is, again, as I mentioned, you could say, well, maybe we have a German audience for our YouTube channel. We need a German version of each of the videos. You could just press that. It'll go off, translate. And then we could say, right, well, let's insert there. To be clear, he's moving the English out of the way, but he could have put the German on another track and shooted sure. the English, and then you'd have both of them in right. place, and you can switch back and forth between them. In fact, you could put them both in the same timeline clip event and switch back and forth between the takes. Right. True. When you output, you're going to want to turn off one of the tracks and then output it with German, turn, turn it back on, output it with English. French, yeah, and, and if you if you would if you would add it as a take, you don't even need to disable the track. You sure, just change the sure. take that's in the timeline clip event. Yeah, it's, it's a really uh, slick <laughs> operation. So this is how it sounds voiced in German. Otherworld Computing wurde 1988 gegründet und hat es sich zur Aufgabe gemacht, Mac und PC Enthusiasten dabei zu helfen. And it's really accurate. You know, it is going to get better. And oh, yeah. of course, because all of this is run from the cloud, all of this is just continually being, you know, upgraded behind the scenes and, and it just gets better every time you use it. Yep. Das ist eine ganz gute Version. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this is, you know what I really like about this is that I don't have to search all around for all these solutions and figure out where to go to get them and then do it offline and then bring it into the project. I can create just about everything I need to right here. I'm looking here. You also have something called automatic scene detection. Yeah, sure. That's that's um, that is not a cloud-based um, operation, but now you're into sort of the local client. Um, essentially, what that does is just what the name uh, implies. If you've got a mixed file so you've you 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 put together a project and now you've got a, a five minute long project that has all these different uh, camera angles or scenes or whatever you can run our, our automatic scene detection um, feature and it'll go through and cut all of those scenes um, into separate timeline clip events now you have them on your timeline as separate events you can swap them around edit them however you see fit it'll It'll detect straight cuts, it'll detect fades, it'll uh, detect uh, cross dissolves. Um, it's, it's, it's very nice, a very powerful little feature. And you've solved another thing, the Blackmagic RAW. Seems like you've got that in beta now. Yep. That's good um, news. Yeah, and um, we're, we're, we, we still call it a beta because we're, we're not, you know, we haven't implemented to, to the extent that we want to uh, implement. But it actually works quite well right now, um, and you can work with your your Blackmagic RAW files on the timeline. That's awesome. So you don't have to use Blackmagic's um, solution there and then bring it back in. You can do it right from Vegas Pro. Yep, that's right. Yeah, I've shot a lot of Blackmagic RAW, and I'm always having to go outside of the NLE to convert it and then bring it back into the timeline. This is great. Yeah, it's definitely one of the um, one of the feature requests that we've been hearing loud and clear for, you know, over over the past year. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it became one of our main priorities after the release of the previous version of Vegas Pro. Uh, that was one of our main priorities. And so we worked hard on that for Vegas Pro 19. And Grant's really happy with you for that, isn't he? <laughs> I'm sure Or does he, he <laughs> I'm sure he is. More people are going to use it. Yeah. Um, this is great. I mean, t tell me about timecode tagging for your project notes. Uh, sure. Um, in, in conjunction with um, all this hub stuff that's happening, what we've shown you with the hub feature so far is, is just the beginning. Uh, and we have a lot more planned as far as... Um, Uh, as far as uh, collaborative workflows and um, cloud, you know, all the stuff that could happen in the cloud. But again, we have local pieces of that. And so we've implemented 
um, a notes window in in Vegas Pro. And essentially what this notes window enables you to do is to add a new note um, at whatever time in your timeline. So now Simit's cursor you can see is sitting at 38 seconds um, in the timeline. He has clicked the add a new note button there and now he's got a note that's tagged with the date and time stamp as well as the time code in the project. Um, he can add whatever he wants to that note uh, and so maybe he and I are working and he's doing an edit and I'm, I'm reviewing the edit. And so I add a note that says, hey, fix this, this problem at 38 seconds, 15 frames. Um, that then becomes part of my project and he can go through and read my notes or they'll, they'll come up automatically as he's playing through the, the timeline. And as he hits a new note, the note comes up he can say, oh, Gary wants this, uh, you know, a little color correction here, and he can do that and then resolve the note. Um, he can leave a note back to me with a label that says this is a note from Summit. You know, just it's a collaboration tool. And uh, a couple, you've got the timeline of the note, and you can do a couple of different things. If your timeline cursor doesn't match the position of your note timeline, you can click a button that will take your timeline cursor to the timeline of the note but you can do it the other way around too if you're if you have a note and the notes time uh, time code is different than the timeline cursors time code you can say up update the the time code of this note to match the current timeline cursor position so I guess that's a little confusing to hear it. It makes a whole lot more sense when you see it but it's just a way to tie in these notes that you leave either for yourself or for a collaborator and then um, have come up uh, as you as you do your uh, edit. Now, the, the cool thing about this is we're still in the baby steps of this too, the beginning stages of this, but eventually we hope to be able to tie this notes window in with the hub. So imagine a future where you may have a web form in front of you and Summit, Summit says, oh, hey, I've, I've shared this, uh, this rough edit with you. You go up to, your, to, to the hub location that he gives you, you watch that, that video, and then you have a notes form and you type your notes as you go along. And then you say, you know, um, okay, I'm done reviewing. Then I come into my hub explorer and I see, oh, there are new notes that, that you've left for me. I press that button, those download into this window. And then all the notes that you made while you were reviewing are now live in my project and uh, will appear as I'm uh, editing through my project. So it's, it's really a collaboration tool. It can be used as a tool for yourself to make notes for yourself, but it's going to be um, a collaboration tool uh, as well in the future. Well, I think you're going to save people some money on frame IO subscriptions. <laughs> Well, <laughs> am I going to get in trouble for saying that? No, I mean, look, we're we're well aware that there are solutions out there. Uh, it's the same with our color grading uh, panel. We've got a really robust color grading panel that we've implemented over the, the past couple of versions. Now we know that our our notes window and the collaboration tools that we build are probably not going to displace Frame.io. And we know that our color correction, our color grading tools that Stumit is showing you right now are not going to displace the DaVinci Resolve, you know, top of the line color grading tools. But our, our idea is, our goal is to say, look, those tools are super robust, but for 80% of the people, for 80% of what they need to do, they don't want to go to, to they don't want to go to another piece of software to do it. Right. Let's give them the 80%, the 80% tools right here in Vegas Pro. So they never have to leave their Vegas Pro project. So, Will we replace Frame.io? No, we're not naive enough to think that we're going to knock them off. We don't even want to knock them off, right? We just want to give our, our customers um, a tool, a level of tools that'll let them get most of what they need to do done within the application. There are going to be times when they have to go to Frame.io. There are going to be times where they have to go to DaVinci Resolve to do their, colors, their color grading. We're trying to have not a us or them mentality, right? There are a lot of tools out there and they're great tools. We don't deny that there are great competitors out there and there are times when you're gonna to wanna to use those competitors. But 
the longer we can keep you in Vegas Pro without you having to go use those competitors, the better we serve you as a customer. And that's what the goal is. Absolutely. Well, I think you're reaching it. This is really all good news. Where do people go to get Vegas Pro? And what are the different, can you talk about the different price points? Sure. So <clears throat> everything is available for our website, which is VegasCreativeSoftware.com. And as I said, you can still buy everything we do as perpetual, or you can buy it as a subscription. And whether it's perpetual or subscription, everything comes in three flavors. There's edit, pro, and post. From the subscription uh, perspective, um, we we currently got a 20% offer off, but ordinarily it's $12.99 a month for a Vegas edit. It's regularly $19.99 a month for Vegas Pro. And it's regularly $29.99 for Vegas Post per month if you're buying it on an annualized basis. If you're buying it as a new purchase, then Vegas Edit is $249. Vegas Pro is $399. And Vegas Post is $599. Congratulations. I'm really glad I talked to you about all of this because you've clarified a lot of the questions that I have. And I'm, I think this is very good news for everyone. Is this available in this fashion now? So people can go on the Correct. website and they can get it now. This is awesome. Well, yeah, and there's also a, a, a free 30-day trial version that has um, most of what we've talked about here. Of course, you won't have access to the, to the a hub storage in the trial version, but you'll be able to poke around at all these tools and, and get a good sense for it. I have been talking with Gary Rebholtz. He's the product owner of Magix and Vegas Creative Software and Sumit Rai, the chief product officer of Vegas Creative Software team. I'm Serena Catania with OWC Radio, and I want to thank everybody for listening and thank OWC, Larry O'Connor, and his team over there for sponsoring the show so that we can give you guys great information like this. And remember what I tell you every show, get up off your chair and go do something wonderful today. I'm going to sign off and thank you both again for being here with us. Have a great day. Thank you, Serena. It's good to talk to you again. Thank you. Great to talk to you.